friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Flyers are the hottest team in town, taking five of six points on the road, including a decisive win over the powerhouse Avalanche. Travis Konechny is on pace for a 40-goal season, while Sean Couturier is back in selkie candidate form. Is the team too good to rebuild? The Sixers are on a roll, winning four in a row as they take advantage of a week's, uh, week's stretch in the schedule. Joel Embiid continues to outperform last year's MVP season. Could the franchise center win another? Patrick Beverly is sinking threes and crushing beers. The Sixers face the terrible Pistons again on Friday. The Phillies meet with free agent pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Is there any chance the Fightins could land the coveted starter? And could Bryce Harper be getting an extension? The Eagles eat shit again. A combination of lackluster defense and turnovers lead to a miserable defeat to the Cowboys. Can the birds right the ship? Who is to blame for the recent skid? And will the Eagles end up? Uh, where will the Eagles end up going into the playoffs? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? <clears throat> Good. Another chilly thursday but we yeah today's thursday thursday yeah yeah <clears throat> pretty good good to be back uh one team's doing bad most of them are doing well but other than that i can't complain yeah it got cold out i guess <clears throat> winter's here it is yeah it is december it's the winter time it hit i mean we had a couple of those nice little like 55 60 degree days here and there but now it seems like it's on a regular basis of being wet before we get into monday and then just miserable and cold the rest of the week. Pretty nice out while you're working. And then just dark and cold when you're ready to have fun. So, other than that, I guess I can't complain. Well, yeah, like I was complaining about a few weeks ago, that's one of the worst things about daylight savings time. Yeah. Is that when it ends and you're just in standard time, it gets dark early. Because it gets dark early, it gets cold early. Mm-hmm. It stays cold. So it's dark longer in the morning, so it stays colder longer in the morning. Get a couple hours of daylight. And then it's dark again, it's cold, it's miserable. Like I said, people wonder why seasonal depression, or what my therapist call it. He had some term for it that I didn't. I don't remember. I think it's seasonal depression. No, he's, he had some other oh, term. Another word? Like seasonal something, or I don't know. There, If any therapist listen to this podcast, please educate me again. But uh, but anyway, yeah, people wonder why that's such an issue. It's because of standard time. I'm, I'm, I'll die on this hill. Yeah, no good. But other than that, you know, I'm fine. I'm still, I'm still, you know, protesting by not changing my, my digital clocks. What time? <laughs> what time does your clock, one of your clocks, say it is right now? Uh, I guess it would say it's uh, two. Say it's nine fifty. Well, right? you can't cheat and look at your computer clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just checking to see what time it was. Oh, okay. It's an hour uh, ahead. I guess yeah, it is eight fifty right now to the nine. Okay, okay. Yeah, so my, but I don't change. I just you know. We went over this before in yeah. episode two, <laughs> yeah. way back. And but, eight and... Yeah, like I said, I'm going to die on this hill. This will be a topic. When we're doing this pod in four years, I'm still going to be ranting about daylight savings time. It could be non-existent by then, and I'm still going to be upset about it. Another hill to die on is to hold ourselves accountable and... Hold um, yourself accountable. Well, myself, all of us, but What me, even was now. the thing? So this was because <clears throat> the episode before Thanksgiving, Pat said... That the the commanders were going to beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Oh, we yeah. got a shot on it. Uh, yeah. And, and I the, forgot the, to do the, the shot. The week I wasn't here, he didn't do it. So last week when I came back with receipts, this was on this was one of the items on the receipt was he didn't do a shot. And I didn't f- 
blatantly forget. I just naturally am forgetful. So thank you for calling that out. And I will do one. I did the whiskey of choice right now is the Eagles Bird Gang. I did get in case the Eagles turned it around last Sunday, which they clearly did not. So trying it for the first time here. If anybody wants to partake as well, you may no, I join. Plan to. I don't yeah. got work tomorrow, man. But I'm going to whack it back I now do, to get the first okay. one over with. I did double down last week because I forgot, so I said yeah, I would do two. You said with interest. I did, so I'll do two. But the first <laughs> one we can all share together if you'd yeah, like. Yeah, so yeah. here we go. They don't deserve it, but cheers. here we go. Probably cheers. tastes like a loss. Let's drink them, buddy. Yeah, it kind of just tastes like bourbon. It's not bad. Actually pretty smooth. It's... I figured it was going to be like Jim Beam and it's American bourbon, but uh, it's a little smoother than Jim Beam, maybe because it's chilled. That was good. That's not bad. It's better than the Eagles have been playing, I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> That's for sure. Yeah, you got you to gotta knock a few shots down to watch this fucking team, am I right? <laughs> I tried to on Sunday, but after two shots and two beers, they just disgusted me so much. I just, ugh. Honestly, they might as well just start drinking before they play. It might loosen them up a little bit so they don't play so uptight. Who was it that you, oh Marshawn Lynch right? Two, he two said, shots he of henny. Said, yeah, they need to take a, a page out of his book. Yeah. go beast two, mode on two him. Two shots of henny and a packet of Skittles. <laughs> they need that for this week. You know they're gonna have. Yeah, they're gonna little... be in Seattle. Yeah, that's where he made it famous. Yeah, it's true. But they, they need to show up with that. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Energy, <laughs> some kind of energy, some kind of swag back. This team is about as swagged out as a fucking rock ass. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. A Rock or The Rock, yeah. The if Rock. They, if, they get, blown, if they get blown out again, that's what Sean Desai is going to start doing at the at the press conferences. Like I'm just here, I get five minutes. I plead the fifth. Yeah, you ever go to work saying that shit? I'm just here, so I don't get fined. I remember I've I said that a couple <laughs> times. <at laughs> no, work. they can usually just smell it on me. They're like, just okay, messing around. Yeah. <clears throat> people did not like it very much this is i think back in my wegman's days they did not like that very much <laughs> probably why i'm not there it's like nah, that's not why i'm there not there anymore i, I left of my own accord <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. they probably got tired of my shtick because of that that's hysterical you just showing up to work you're like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna do this today but i'm here so that's all you got yeah exactly but we can either start with the birds or end with the birds i'm down for whichever end way we go <clears throat> we can either start with the bad and go in with the good, or we can start with Let's all the good. Let's get them out of the way. Yeah. I'd rather just get them out of the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> what, what, what the folks all want to yeah. hear about, I'm sure. Another week, another disastrous game from the Birds. Wasn't even close. I mean, parts of it were slightly close, but it was just fumble after fumble after touchdown. The, the, touchdown, the first defensive dr- like possession, the Cowboys just went down the field with such ease. They barely yeah, broke a sweat. Yeah. It was just anytime we forced a third down, I'm thinking, here we go. They're going to convert. Sure oh, enough, they would God. Convert. Don't be saying that now. Oh, what? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Brent. Yeah. It, I can't even say that anymore without thinking nightmares. about Dak Prescott. Yeah. The most obnoxious cadence in the league. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys just made it look so easy. That first drive, I'm just already just thinking it's over. And then we come out. We have a good drive. We fumble, give the ball back to them, and before you know it, they're already up two touchdowns in the blink of an eye. Worst on third down, worst third down defense yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, we have been for the last few yeah. weeks. 46%. It's crazy because it they're actually pretty good at getting to third down. But then it's just like you can't even get excited about that. Even if it's like third and nine, it's like, yeah, they're probably going <laughs> to – It's the, the, the rate that they've been converting against us on third down is just uh, unbelievable. Last three games, 61%. 
on third down. It could be th- third I thought it was like 70%. Third and, third and, 60 is still... Yeah, that's still awful. And that's including yeah, that's not only just third <laughs> yeah. and ones. It, there's a lot of third and double digits. Third and 11, third and 12, third and yeah. 10. And they yeah, just... That, third and 15, third and Bills, 22. That Bills game, Josh Allen was picking up third and 10s easy. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And there's some flags in between here and there where like, you know, a long pass and maybe there's a little ticky-tacky flag that gets thrown and you get a free first down. But yeah. most of these... that one on Slay that was pretty bad yeah but they scored a touchdown on and they gave some of that to us as well against dallas but as a season whole this defense i don't know why even when it's like second and eight why are we not playing press why are we giving up you give them 10 yards off the jump and you know your defense is susceptible to really any passing offense and just play press yeah because you're giving them so much room it's not working out at all anyway you got no linebacker core that can play you got no safeties that are going to cover you got no corners that really are locking down or they've been like rushing five a lot on third down and getting yeah. burned on it like yeah it's just you can't blitz when you have no one to cover well they, there were a couple times they brought a zero blitz they brought the house i'm thinking of uh, uh they give the ferguson t- yeah. the ferguson touch not yep. touchdown but catch over the middle for like 30 some yards they bring a zero blitz no one's covering him in the middle of the field that's just you don't blitz Dak Prescott. Historically, Dak's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league the last several years against yeah. the Blitz. And they just got so blitz happy, I guess because they figured nothing else was working. But I mean you don't blitz a guy that's great against the Blitz. That's not gonna work. That's not your panacea for something like that. Yeah. Fucking uh Sean Desai's been listening to too much WIP probably and callers be just being like, You gotta blitz. Yep. I think they all have <laughs> they want to blitz every play. I think all the coaches have been like, I understand that it's cool to like be one with the city and be into it and all this stuff. But like <laughs> you can't have every, after every game you got your blitz and heavy, whatever you get the same defensive front just about that you had last year. You can't quite get the sacks. You're getting half the pressures, less than half of the sacks you got last year with the same defensive front. The offense can't function at all. And then, well, you we know, can get to the offense. I got a bunch of shit. I'm just saying offense. like from a coach's standpoint of like listening to people like, it doesn't work that way. I don't understand what this team is doing, and it really shows a lack of trust or a lack of respect to the linebacker core. Yeah. You went through this whole offseason. You lost your two top tacklers that were linebackers. Let them go. Okay, fine. You didn't replace them. Yeah, I mean, the the Eagles have always de- – probably since Jeremiah Schrader have devalued linebackers. No, Jordan Hicks, D'Amico Ryans, we had a great linebacker yeah, core for a minute. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we did. Schrader's probably too far back, but I mean – Jordan Hicks, D'Amico Ryan's was almost ten years ago at this point, right? Like, yeah. what's, annoy- what's annoying is like I can understand Trotter's twenty some years. Yeah, after, no, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't have to go back that far, but still, ten years ago is a yeah. long time. I think the annoying part of their whole strategy with the linebackers to me is it's one thing that you don't want to like prioritize them in the draft and all that kind of stuff, which like fine, I, I can understand that from like a you know organizational philosophy standpoint. But when you like kind of stumble upon someone good, like. When, like, last year, when it's, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, TJ Edwards is actually, like, a solid linebacker. Right. It's, like, try to fucking keep these guys. Yeah. Right. Like, when you fucking, like, uh, just, like, fall ass backwards into, like, an effective linebacker, like, like fucking keep them. TJ Edwards has been great for the Bears this year. Yeah. When someone uh, on your team is top three in tackles, damn near number one most of the year, and it's a linebacker or a guy that's playing safety that's playing linebacker as a nickel, like, hello, uh, Malcolm Jenkins – 
then keep them around. Like yeah. you said, you got TJ Edwards, even Singletary. Like, like, I, 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 say, like, I, would rather, I would rather a single Singletary yeah. isn't like a. Now. Not it's not be, like TJ Edwards got like a huge deal or anything. What's he going to pay? Like eight million or something? Nothing, like, barely yeah. nothing. That's compared they, to what we do for anybody else. I mean, you bring in Leonard right now at the end of the year, who only wants to get paid. You get you owe him six million. Well, I I, I don't understand that math ain't mathing at that point. Yeah. When like you've been gassed all year, you have a division that, yeah, sure, Dallas lost Darren Schultz, but Ferguson's been killer. You do that last year you, coming in. Yeah, Darren Waller. Darren Waller, who with a good quarterback could be a top five tight end. Obviously, you, you don't know, but you know you're playing it. You're playing a schedule where you got Hawkinson exactly two years yeah. in a row. Kittle. Kittle, fucking Kelsey. You need middle. Also, people are respecting the tight end position a lot more offensively. So you have to respect the linebacker, the middle of the field. And if you're not going to bring in a safety that can play nickel effectively, then you have to bring in a good linebacker, at least one. We don't yeah. have, you know, you br- it's a whole patch well, job. I mean, Zach Cunningham's been pretty good, but that was just luck. I mean, it's a patch job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they kind of put a lot of eggs in the Nakobe Dean basket, which, I mean, at the time, let's let's admit it, we were all pretty hyped. This guy went to Definitely. Georgia, yeah, had the, the the pedigree. We were lucky he fell to us in the third round, but. I mean, some of the warning signs were there from the start. He slid. He's Too what, small. 5'11", 230. Yeah. Um, what's, oh, he's injury prone. Yep. Injury prone throughout his collegiate career. So I think they probably invested too much in him and just didn't think about the position elsewhere. They probably figured we'll play a lot of nickel and dime packages, which, yeah, you will. But, I mean, nickel, you still need two linebackers. But with who? Dime, you still need a good linebacker. And it just – they don't have anything. It's It's – it's one of many issues with the defense, but it's probably one of the most glaring right now. You could commit to a nickel defense if you have two solid safeties. So you take out Reed Blankenship as the actual safety. Who's your nickel safety? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you got you got nothing there. And then you got teams that are exposing us where you put two high top safeties and they know pff, that was that whole first drive. Yeah. They had two safeties high the whole time. The, so Dak Prescott, the whole first drive, was like, I'm just going to run the ball the whole game because – they can't stop up the middle, and if I want to dink and dunk, I'll get Ferguson for a first down, and that was what they did the whole first drive. The other play this this killed us was uh, it was a fourth down. I don't remember. I wasn't even really paying attention to the game at this point, but fourth down, fourth and short. I think fourth, it was like and, fourth two. and two. Yeah, I remember you remember that. the yep. play? Yeah, they Is had a little screen? the safeties fifteen yards yeah. off the line of scrimmage That's what I'm saying. on fourth and two. What the yeah. hell's wrong with you? I think Sean Desai said that he said Dallas has a tendency to throw in those yeah. calls. But it's like, I mean, what kind of sample size are we looking at here? Like, right. You know There's, I mean? No one knows. Also, they though, did but, it once. They did it against us in the game in Philly. But yeah, but this is three one, weeks removed. Yeah, and that's You're, one play amongst how many times have they been in fourth and two this year. You're dealing with week, what, 13, 14? So, yeah, you can look to an extent of what teams have done or what they do on set downs. But that's not what they're not going to just do that every fucking game. And that's what's frustrating that, like, this team there's no i don't see like when we had malcolm jenkins he was commanded the team here we go whatever we're doing this way with this defense right now there's no real leader on the team because the defense in front they make their own commands like fletcher cox and brandon graham are helping those guys out get to the court like figure out the defensive front that way to stop the run yeah but there's no leadership Past in the them. middle of the field, Nothing. yeah, there is. Or isn't. to the safety, because by the time it gets to the safeties, the plays are being hiked. They don't know. They they just look discombobulated, and yeah. that's why all that misdirection right now. Whenever we play teams, 
bites us in the ass because the defensive front's like, okay, fine, whether it's a run or a pass, we'll level set, we got it to go. But if they call an audible with five seconds left, the linebackers aren't picking it up, and the safeties in secondary are like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, and what, they got called all the time. Yeah, what do you call it? Brian Baldinger was on uh, the PHLY Eagles podcast, and he basically said the, the communication in the secondary, his exact words, the communication in the secondary is atrocious. It's bad. And it's just to your point, they don't have anyone to kind of just get those guys together. You would think you have these two veteran corners, they would kind of do that, but they just haven't. But even when you look at like teams that have historically had really good secondaries, that we have the personnel to have good secondary players plug and play. Like, yeah, Slay and Bradbury on any other team with a good safety up top would be dynamite to have. But you look at Seattle back in the day when they had the Legion of Boom. Cam Chancellor was a guy calling the shots. Yeah. He would lay that big hit. But most of the time, he wasn't really involved in every play, but he would get that secondary lined up to know what they were doing. Malcolm Jenkins, we didn't have the best safeties. He made Jalen Mills look like a top 10 fucking cornerback. Yeah. He wasn't that good, but he knew where to get guys in position. Right. There's nobody. You have a second-year player, Reed Blankenship. Shout out to him. No disrespect. He's, 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 he's going to make the Pro Bowl. For sure, for and that's fine. Whatever yeah. that's worth. As yeah. a player, but, but not as an actual facilitator of the defense. Mm-hmm. And. When you're asking him to play his position and also call well, he out, he got other... concussed in that game early. My... No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying, no. like, yeah, yeah, that, and that sucked. But my point is that he's not. He's not going to tell Slay, hey, they're going to come up, whatever. He yeah. doesn't know how to do that. He's not a commander that way yet. I mean, second year in, he's not going to be that guy where you're missing that veteran piece. And Kevin Bayard, who is the veteran as a safety, is playing too much nickel to even be able to call all that because he's still learning the playbook. He's also looks slow, like just slow and can't tackle. He's just out of position a bunch. And the NFC is pass happy. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. You mentioned that they look slow and it's like, yeah, they really did. I mean, there was one play. I remember, um, I forget exactly when this was in the game, but where it was, they were very obviously doing a jet sweep. Because it was like they, they – It was third and eight, and yeah, they ran the ball like, like they 15 yards. Up, like they lined up empty at first, and then you see oh, yeah, you guys sneaking back play. behind, yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, you know – like they're telling like, – Turbin, cook like this. If, yeah. I, if I can recognize what's going on, right. then, then like they should be able to recognize what's going on. And it's like – and he gets like – what do you get, like 15 yards out of yeah. there or some shit? They're just like chasing him down, and it's like, how the fuck are they letting him get that many yards off of – like everyone had to know what they were doing. They got into the red zone. It was – there, there were so many plays during that game where the defense had done such a great job first through up until third down. And then once third down came, they just uh, – I don't know what happens. They just start – Well, to, to Trevor's point, on that play with the jet sweep, you had Slay covering Turbin on the right side. They do the jet sweep, and instead of following the man, he's like, okay, yeah, you got him. But then you see Bradbury like, wait, I got – well, That's you? the communication then, thing, bang. yeah. But, like, it's just – it's frustrating to see. Yeah, I think it's so frustrating to watch this team play football, which is not what we expected coming into this year. I think the other thing too, right? We talked a lot about the secondary and the linebackers. We can talk about the pass rush too. The Eagles, I think they have six sacks on third, third and long all season. That's terrible. I think I forget where that place is in the league. It's in the like the twenties. That's like last year we could rely on the defensive front third and long. They're they're just gonna what what's the phrase called? I don't I don't remember what the idiom is. Idiom is they're just gonna go rush the quarterback. But uh, this year they haven't really done that. They they've tried. Josh Sweat said 
after the game that he's he's tired of all these fucking almosts because he keeps almost getting the sack, keeps almost getting the hit, and they just aren't getting there in the time that they need to. There were plenty of times in that game where a millisecond earlier and they hit Dak or they at least, if they don't sack him, they pressure him enough where the throw's off. It happened so many times in that game where it's just, they're just not getting there in the time that they need to. And I think part of it is certainly that you have Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat playing a lot more snaps than they need to. Part of it is just that Fletcher Cox is getting older. He's still had a, he's had a great game. Yeah, he's pretty, don't get me he's t- a good don't year. get it twisted. Yeah. I think that it goes Brandon hand in Graham's hand, though. getting older. Like these I, guys just they aren't the players they used to be. I think though it's not so much on the older veterans as it is to your point, Trevor, or like the secondary if a quarterback sees like they're getting it out because they're wide open. Almost every third yeah, down I mean, pass that they play, there, there's a wide open guy. It could be twenty yards down the field. They hit him. Like well, let's be honest, year. these guys were open last year with Jonathan Gannon playing his his guys ten yards off the line of scrimmage. They too, were, though. but that one that half a second though matters. And like this year, you're seeing that where like that little bit of hesitation of who's got him when they call hike that fucks up the whole defense. And there's nobody out there that they respect. You had T.J. Edwards could drop back, would it do whatever? I mean. This defensive front is the same front, and you added if these if, if these well, you lost Hargrave. Let's, I mean, you replace Hargrave with Carter, which is kind of a wash. It's a it, yeah, it's an even up. It's no big deal. But Brandon Graham's a year older. But you have a healthier. But Fletcher uh, Cox a year older. Yeah, but Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham were here all year last year. Brandon uh, Graham had a great year last Jordan year. He's Davis, not playing so, nearly as well this sure, year. Sure, but Jordan Davis wasn't here this time last year, and he's there healthy, and he can't get to the quarterback. He can stuff the run every five plays. Yeah, he's, but it's, he's not, it's he's, because the secondary in the middle of the field has given up dump ball valves. I, I, every, they, they, they were giving them up last year. Every team we play, but they weren't giving it up to the point where like they were actually catching the ball. Last year, they might have been open, but the defense was getting there because they gave them one more second. Hmm. Where this defensive front, they're not quite getting to the court because they have people that are wide open and they're, we're exposed. It's the same exact defense that they played last year. But they haven't adjusted or changed or done anything to actually make an impact. So where do you think that fault lies? Is it with Desai? Yeah, big time. I think it yeah, is. I, I think agree. 100% it is. So do we miss Jonathan Gannon? No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying that. Like, you know what I will say? This is his fault. You know why? Because we could have had Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, I mean, Vic Fangio got lit up by Will Levis the other night, but... uh yeah. I would still much rather have Vic Fangio than Jonathan Gannon or an inexperienced D coordinator and Sean Desai. I think that we all bought into Desai because, you know, Seattle last year, no one respected Geno Smith. The defense was young. Like, no one's afraid. Of, it's not like the Seattle of old where, like, they had the Legion of Boom and a great run game and Russell Wilson. They gutted the whole team. So, like, people could pass happy. We're not going to run the ball in Seattle. We're just going to throw the ball because we're going to get guys that are open. And – they had a lot more opportunity to hold the ball in the pocket, get some sacks, get some picks here and there. Great. That's good for them. But now you come to a team off of a Super Bowl run where people are giving you their best shot every week. <clears throat> and the size kind of getting exposed where you have the talent. You have way more talented defensive players than you did with Seattle. And you're either overthinking it. Something is happening coaching-wise Sometimes to the players. I don't think he's thinking enough. I just think that it's a little bit of an issue and I, I just think that the defense has the capability and the personnel to be a top five defense. 
they're just not put in, as Andy Reid would say, with my shirt on, <laughs> aren't put in the best position to win the game. The defense, you know, yeah, great. Third, third quarter, fourth quarter, and you talk about sacks on third down, most of those sacks happen in the fourth quarter when it doesn't really matter to the other team. They're getting that yeah, the Hassan Reddick, Reddick, you know, check, like yeah. half these sacks are getting in the third, fourth quarter. We're already down by 15, 12. Who gives a shit? Of course we're going to throw the ball. Fuck yeah, it. Why are you going to run the ball? So that's a defensive end of the ball. Offense. Well, hold up. Why was Keely Ringo on the field? That guy's ass. Sunday night football against C.D. Lamb against the Cowboys, one of the, the, the one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one yeah. of the best receivers in the league, and he had only played one snap on defense all season. Yep. Why was he out there? What I think the it's hell just a throw, throw in the kitchen sink Too type much of trust. thing, you know? Yeah. Trying just, something. That's what I'm saying, man. Sometimes the, I think the size. <laughs> he had that, that sequence that I don't think I've ever seen before. Dude, how do you get called <laughs> for pass interference a face mask and give up the completion. And he's still yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to commit two penalties, that guy count. damn sure better not catch the ball. Yeah. You that got a rookie, loud. you got a rookie on AJ Brown. Is essentially what they're doing. Yeah. They're just bad. So like I think sometimes Desai is overthinking. In that case, he wasn't thinking enough. You can't put this guy. Sure, he went to Georgia. He's played in big games in his collegiate career. This is a whole different beast. You can't ask him to cover the second or third leading receiver in the league. On Sunday night football, your biggest game of the season, what the hell are you thinking? You're not thinking. Also, there's other teams in the SEC besides Georgia. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I love how he's going to have to start drafting some LSU guys well, now. Wait till he wait till he learns what Alabama. Like, you know, hello, you got a whole, you got a uh, what's it called, Heisman winner in Devontae Smith. I love that, but like, we can get away from George. Like, Georgia's great. No disrespect, but like. Damn, man. Like, just because you discovered the SEC four years ago doesn't mean that we have to only go to Georgia. Yeah. I don't want to see any more of these, like, Philly Bulldogs. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Great. You went to Georgia. Good for you. At the same time, no one's – if anyone knows football, they know that the best players come from the SEC. We got to move on a little bit here. It's brutal. And they're biting in the ass. They're like, oh, we got Jalen Ringo as a fucking great pickup for, you know, nothing like that. Come on now. Yeah, I think our our hit percentage is – Pretty low. I mean, you figure Ringo and Dean. Mm. I, we can't call Ringo a bust after his first game. Yeah, I think I, I Dean, give him a little Dean bit. Dean not but... looking great. Yeah. Um, Nolan Smith, my boy, hasn't been great. Really, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter have been our two hits. Yeah. The other three haven't been great. That's forty percent. I mean, in the NFL draft, that's probably okay. But there are other schools out there you could increase your hit percentage if you go to LSU. You go to Ole Miss. You know what I'm saying? Bama. Clemson. I mean... Yeah, there's so many other good schools in the SEC alone, let, let alone in college football. Like well, Ohio State, give, Michigan give, produce plenty of yeah. good players. When's the last time we drafted someone from Ohio State? I don't know. Couldn't tell. Could, nothing no in the idea, modern right? Nothing you in the modern era. It's, no modern era. How he's got to start realizing other other conferences and college exist next. But I will say one last thing, though, before we go, just on offensively, stand of the ball, though. I got some offense, too. I got notes. Just right quick. Running back screens. It's not like – I feel like this offense is – everyone in the locker room, A.J. Brown made it aware that, yes, they're playing a very basic wide receiver route. Also, 
it's not basic, but if you was saw that, that AJ Brown that was yeah, talking, yeah, if you, saw you that, that? if you saw that wide receiver, the wide receiver pattern of the team, I saw, I, I saw that. You yeah. would have thought my nephew drew that shit for like art day. That was like what route? There's no cuts. Oh yeah, it's it all was the perimeter. Just squiggly line, but there's, no, it was just like yeah, squiggly. There's no in routes. There's no out there's routes. There's not even a cut. Yeah, there's no hard angles. Yeah, nothing. So like, how are you gonna get separation? And when you got Hurts out there trying to throw the ball, he can't do anything. But I will say, from an efficiency standpoint, uh, Eagles fourth in the NFL in success rate in a running back screen. How many running back screens? But are they yet run? they're 28th in usage. Exactly. Seventh. That's a problem. In slants routes, but they're 22nd in usage. And when you come to uh, curl routes, we're number one in the league in running curl routes, which is mostly A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith coming out the first down, boom, coming back out for a curl route. 28th in usage again. So why we could knock on Desai all the way on for defense, but Brian Johnson, I will say, with this offense, you have one of the most explosive offenses that you're just crippling in the amount of plays that you use for what we're good at. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the defense, you can talk about there's – Definitely issues with personnel. The offense, like, you have the players. Right. Yeah. There's no excuses here. Like, this should be in a top five offense. Well, well the, the problem is, right, and this is something I, I pulled up a quote from Tim McManus at ESPN. He had this article he wrote about things that they need to fix. Scheming players open is a, a big thing for them. They just kind of rely on their talent to win. His quote is, scheming players open instead of relying on their top talent to win one-on-ones is one area to look at. Brown and Smith are two of the best receivers in the league, yet the average distance between Hertz targets and the nearest defender is 3.24 yards. Seems like a decent amount of yards, right? Ranks 28th. And Hertz is 25th in wide open throw percentage, 20%, or when the nearest defender is 5 yards plus away. So they aren't really scheming guys open. They're just, hey, just go run down the field, run four verts, we'll hit you halfway through the vert and make a couple guys miss. Right yeah. there, there's there's no ingenuity with this offense. There isn't any creativity as far as the routes. It's it's really definitely yeah. I mean, it's definitely that's part of it. But I also think Jalen has a little bit of blame here. Oh, for sure, he's Big not time. blameless. Yeah, yes. oh, I yeah. think he's forcing throws downfield. Doesn't he's look for checkdowns ever. I mean, like he's there's, definitely pressing. Yeah, I mean, it's like especially. I mean, I think especially um, you know after. That because um, it was him who fumbled the ball in the first drive, yeah. Right? yeah. And I think like after he's that, pr- he's kind of yeah. And it's kind of like I mean, it almost felt like he was like kind of chasing his losses the whole game, like trying mm-hmm. to hit those big plays. And like, granted, there was that one that like two. It was two. AJ, AJ Brown should have caught. It was two. So like, yeah, it was, like and Devontae Smith was caught. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect throws. But it's like there were definitely a few opportunities where it's like you had uh, uh, know, like Jack Stoll like in the flat. Could have been like an easy first down pickup. Well, and it's like, and like he just doesn't want to throw. He them. doesn't want to get first down. Well, here's which... the situation with that, right? Is I think it was Sirianni said the ball was going where it was supposed to go. Was that Sirianni? Yeah, him and Brian Johnson both said this shit, right? So here's Sirianni. This is going to be a long quote because we know how Sirianni can be. He just gets <laughs> wound up and winded. So our passing game runs through three guys. That doesn't mean we don't want the ball. Saying, won't don't want to get the ball to some other guys here and there. But the main passing game goes through those guys, the Cowboys and the style of defense they run, which is obviously a very good defense, allows you to kind of get to the ball to where we are going with it. That's where the ball was designed to go. It has nothing to do with anything else. 
We wanted to get AJ going. We wanted to get Devontae and Dallas the ball. Every plan is thought of through that. I've said that from the very beginning. That was our plan in that game, and obviously we didn't win the game. We didn't play well enough on offense. We didn't coach well enough on offense. That was by design to throw those guys the football, and that's why the football went there. That's problematic. You know what I hear, though, when Nick Sirianni this year says the offense runs through three guys? This season, when the offense runs through three guys, it goes through Kelsey, Hurts, and whoever can catch the ball. It's not Devontae, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. It's the center and Kelsey, the quarterback and Hurts. Do so you think two. it's even more one-track-minded than three guys? It's just, That's how they're playing. They're not, they're not playing yeah. like they're actually like there's no weapon. Every like if Devontae gets ninety nine yards, you know AJ Brown has less than forty five. If AJ Brown has one hundred twenty five yards, you know Devontae has less than seventy five. Like there's no, it, there's no explosive. They don't but spread la- the ball. Last around. year we had two thousand yard receivers and a five hundred yard receiving tight end who, who was hurt for who five six a bunch games. Of games. So like right, yeah. and a thousand yard rusher and an eight hundred yard rushing quarterback with ten fifteen touchdowns. Like okay. Um, I, that's my point, and I think that I'm done my piece on the Eagles with this, is that, like, I'm done the fucking quotes of the team. I'm over the fucking coach giving us these, well, you got to water the seed, they grow the roots. I'm over the fucking MJ. <laughs> qu- I'm over the MJ quotes. When you haven't really done shit, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of over hurts with this whole fucking prophetic bullshit, like you're some 25-year-old know-it-all. I'm over it, man. You haven't done shit. You didn't win MVP. You have no hardware to your fucking name. You barely won a championship in college because you lost that job to a fucking backup quarterback again. Honestly, I'm over this fucking shit. Prove <laughs> your fucking worth. Do something then. You're you fumble wrong. the ball every yeah. fucking time when it means something. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I don't want to. I would say your- definitely like the the like sort of like cliche hurts quotes are like fine when they're winning, but like if they you know if they keep playing like this and keep losing like that's just gonna wear thin no, real well, fast that's what I was saying last week. it the already is old. Are, yeah. the cliches are starting to get it's tired. gone yeah, it's yeah. over you lost I'm out you I mean, gotta get someone to call up call his ass right now tell him he's a fucking bitch can't play quarterback he's too afraid I don't care that the brace is off you run like a fucking pussy you throw like a bitch you're making plays that make no sense and you're fumbling the ball in crucial moments in the red zone Fuck that shit. You want to be Michael Jordan and all this shit, whatever, all calm and cool, collective, whatever. Fuck that shit. You're a fucking bum right You're playing like a fucking bum. Damn, tell us how you really That's how he is, honestly. <laughs> that was epic. We'll have to clip that one, man. That was a great rant. We'll Mark it down right now. Prove me wrong, Hurts. Prove me wrong. Get us to the promised land this season. Get us to the number one seed. Then I'll take my words back. But right now, you're playing like fucking shit. He's yeah. ass. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's ass. He is ass. Right Jeez. now he's ass. In games that matter, he's ass. Yeah, I think you're, he won us the Buffalo game three weeks ago. You're taking it too far, I he, think. Nah, fuck that shit. Mm-mm. He hasn't been good. I will give you that. But He's been playing like shit. Would you rather Jalen Hurts or, or single, Josh Dobbs? He didn't score a fucking <laughs> touchdown last game. Jail Not a single touchdown. Dude, you're Jalen Hurts. I hear you. <laughs> nope. You no, know, I hear you. He did not play well, but to say he's ass and he's a bitch, I think it's taking it I too said far. He's playing he's ass right now. You said he's a bitch. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's playing like a bitch. I don't know why he's scared. Nothing happened. I don't, I don't know if he had a weird nightmare or whatnot. He's playing like a bitch right now. Yeah, I think I just think he's pressing too much. I think the offense is pressing too much. Why do you think Devontae fumbled? Why do you think AJ fumbled? They're trying to do too much instead of just taking the yards that they got. Going down and living to see the next play. They're just playing like a bitch. Yeah, the team's struggling. So <laughs> the, the the guys that are your stars that you're feeding the ball to are trying to do too much. 
Instead of uh, all four feeding your best players the ball, at the same time you have guys in the locker room saying the offense has gotten too predictable. I wonder why. You have three guys running the same three or four routes over and over, and every defense watches film. Every defense knows that these three guys are going to be the same three guys running the same routes. Stephon Gilmore, a veteran corner, a borderline Hall of Fame corner, knew our routes before the receivers were even running them half the time. Maybe don't call them old before the game. That would do a lot. Mm, that didn't help, but still, I mean, you have to have more ingenuity and more creativity. Not saying that Hurts is playing good because he isn't, but they're not helping him. I mean, I kind of feel like that's where a lot of the problem lies. Yeah. Well, um, I've said my piece. What else do I got? I like a couple more things. We're kind of going long on the Eagles. Which uh, hey, well, gets I don't care. They they <laughs> just they deserve the vitriol today. Yeah. 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 Pour me one. Um, <laughs> but so a couple other things, right? Some random notes. First of all. What was up with them at the end of the first half in that game? They had a timeout left, and they were at like the their, their forty, and they just run the clock out. Oh yeah, that was that weird. pissed me off Very so odd. much. I knew Take the a game. Shot. I was so angry. Well, they started moving the ball for the first time, and and yeah, the whole half you have fifteen twenty seconds left at your forty, and you decide to run the clock out, and you get the ball back. No, they got the. No, we oh, got the we ball, the ball back. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you had an opportunity to, three. to double up three. on yeah. three yeah. points and another touchdown, and that's what you do? Because they're yeah. all this coaching is just. I mean, you got Jake Elliott. Like, if yeah, you get within like a 65 yard, yard boots. Yeah. It's a dome. Jake Elliott can. They're playing scared. They're playing a bunch of pitches right now. I'm Everyone's playing scared, except this is one of my other notes. That fake punt was pretty cool. Oh, that shit was sick. It yeah. sucks yeah. that they man, wasted dude. it on such a poor game. I know. Yeah, but that was a great first down. That was awesome, dude. Like, yeah. Special teams is coming up with these really cool, unique plays, but the offensive and defense coaching that. just... I feel like I'm in the David Fitt era. We're like, great, we had the top five no, special teams. But so like, I'm going to get to that next. Team... That's my next point. <laughs> we don't have to bury this hatchet here. No, I'm just saying I'm that just... I got all these notes I got to get to. This team is playing a frustrated way of football. So here's what I'm going to say. I was having flashbacks to 2014. <sighs> Chip Kelly's... Second to last year, not as last year, the his second year. to last year, where they, they got to 10 wins and then they just tanked and went 1-3 in embarrassing fashion. I was having flashbacks to that watching this game. Offense is very college much like Chip Kelly. So they ran three or four plays and just ran hurry up and hoped that the speed was going to beat you. This offense isn't running hurry up, but we already touched on. The receivers run three or four different routes. They have about two different passing concepts. They have about two or three different run concepts. Very college offense. That defense was gassed. This defense is probably gassed. Big time. That defense, because it was gassed, couldn't get off the field. This defense can't get off the field. Can't force a turnover. We're negative four. Yeah. And turnover differential, 22nd in the league. Well, that help, doesn't help because the offense is also playing very poorly. Yeah, too. the offense yeah. is turning the ball over a ton. But, yeah, all of this is just giving me flashbacks to that 2014 team, they went down to Dallas on Thanksgiving, won their 10th game, went 1-3 and three after that and missed the playoffs. That's kind of what I'm seeing is happening here. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't really have much confidence in them to get this right. We'll know, we'll know on Monday. Monday will be a big piece right there. If they come yeah. out Monday and fall flat on their face, this team is going to be lucky to be a wild card team, and we'll see what happens. But nope. if they come out Monday and prove their worth, then we'll see. I think we're – I'm not thinking about prediction. prediction. I think it's going to be 27-24 birds. 
I got 34-31 Eagles in spite of just what I said. Because Seattle's lost four in a row. They look pretty bad. Granted, DK Metcalf still looks like a beast. But the rest of that team just isn't really that good. Their offensive line's trash. Their running backs are so-so. And regardless of if it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith starting, neither of them is as good as any of the quarterbacks we've faced the last, like, five weeks. I think we should be able to beat them. I think they're going to put up points, but I think we put up points, too. I think 27-24 is safe. This offense hasn't given me any signs of life. Uh, they didn't score a single touchdown in the last, what? They played a couple really good defenses. Seattle's I understand, but it wasn't yeah. about that. It was about just red zone efficiency. We're asset. We're also 61% <coughs> giving up, 68%. That's why I have them scoring 31 points. Yeah, you know, but I think that this offense hasn't shown me anything that I feel confident in. And I knew, you know, I felt we could lose to, to San Fran. Optimistic about Dallas, whatever. Uh, this offense really has to show up big time here, but I still only give them 27 24. That's it. Trevor, what you got? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I, uh, you know, I think this Seattle defense is not not anything to write home about. Kind of like, do we do we know if Geno's playing or not? I, I would say it's likely. He warmed up last week. Yeah, I think he's still technically questionable, but I would say it's likely he plays. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, 31-27 Eagles. I think they just uh, barely cover the line there. It's minus. Th- Three and a half okay. birds right now. Yeah, I mean, they haven't blown anyone out all year. I don't expect them to blow out a, yeah. a halfway decent I think, Seattle team. I think Seattle's going to score, but I think um, I think we're going to score a little more. Than more. That. I think Tommy DeVito probably beats us next week, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, style. I think to end the Eagles rant that we should yeah, do this get, last shot real quick. Let's get the quick. hell off this. <laughs> yeah. To so the whiskey that tastes better than the Eagles do yeah. right now. <laughs> That is tasty. So we want to go to next year. Let's hit the Phillies real quick. Phils. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not so, getting Otani. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got to talk the about dream, the, the dream's over. Yeah, Dude, damn. 10 years, $700 million. And the deferral thing. The deferral is ridiculous. That's That should not be allowed. No. It's absurd. That's, that's wild. It's like a, a... That's a great move by him, though, we'll say. Well, yeah, sure. It's a great move by him. It's a great move by the Dodgers. They can still sign somebody, I guess, because they're not yeah. really... That money's... They're paying what, $2, $2 million, million a year. A year. Ridiculous! The Insane. best player of all time, and he's getting paid two two million dollars a year. So yeah, but that's smart. See now, but though that's you know he's got some good money. Well, I mean he's got all this endorsement money coming, and he'll be fine until he retires. And after he retires, he's getting paid yeah. sixty eight million dollars every year. I don't hate that. That's a good yeah. Fuck good yeah, for him. Yeah. Good for him. But, he deserves it. Yeah, I mean you know jokes on L A. If he comes back and can't really pitch at all. That's still very much up in the air, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is the thing. this is what his second Tommy John or his third? You're going to run out of ligaments to put in that elbow. Well, they're backing off and being able to hit like you know, just home runs. I mean, his stats too in Dodger Stadium. They'll receive a bump, especially the last with that, two in years were phenomenal. In that lineup, too, man, he's got all this protection. And they're not done yet, apparently. I mean, they're still shopping out. You got Mookie Betts. You got him out there. You got fucking. I mean, hey, it's yeah. They just. Made a trade for uh, they got Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, oh, they Glasnow. did. I seen yeah. that floating yeah, around. Yeah, I think that I think that went through. So, 
Well, we didn't think we were going to get him anyway. Yeah, whatever. Fuck the Dodgers. I mean, they're but still, still going to win 110 games and lose, and lose the, the NLBS. And the, yeah. But speaking of Japan, now we're talking about... Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Exactly. Yeah, he was in, he was He's visiting with the Phillies today. Meeting with the Phillies today, today yeah. with a select few of Philadelphia representatives. They didn't say who. They just said Philadelphia Phillies representatives. Yeah, it was, yeah. They, he who met, do you think he, is there? Uh, uh, the, the fanatic, Swiss, the Swiss cheese pervert. Yeah, the fanatic. Uh, the, probably uh, <laughs> Ed Rendell probably went over there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who else is probably the, there? The uh, the rotisserie chicken guy. Yeah, the chicken guy um, for sure. The Galapagos uh, gang, you gotta have them yeah, there. Galapagos the Philly fanatics gang. probably on vacation. They probably they, broke out that guy they, from prison again yeah. to go see him real quick. Yeah, they they wheeled in the <laughs> Danello. Uh, yeah, Danello yeah, sitting in there. there. Yeah. Yo, Meek Mill, they, yeah. Meek Mill, Meek Mill probably definitely went. Yeah. in a helicopter. They wheeled in, they wheeled in yeah. the Rizzo statue. Yes, uh, and <laughs> who's a famous Japanese Philadelphian? We had to send someone <laughs> there to know. represent. Uh, I don't know if there's any famous uh, ones specifically Japanese. Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm coming up empty. That's there. a tough one right there. Well, not the, yet. Well, not yet. That's why we like, gotta yeah, have him. Yeah, we we know a famous Japanese Philadelphian. He yeah. just couldn't make it to the occasion. Yeah, exactly. we'll introduce Taguchi. you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they uh, signed So Taguchi for a day. <laughs> We're like, yo, come with us, man. Yeah, I think that it gets well, I, unless uh, Otani made his deal around that so they can sign his, you know, the other guy for a big. Certainly possible. Big yeah, paycheck, maybe. But he would have just signed with them. The fact that he didn't just sign with them means that maybe well, you gotta he, enjoy this they shit. didn't, I mean, or maybe he, he wasn't convinced. Well, you just enjoy, you know, enjoy the ride. You get to go bop around to other cities and hang out for a little bit and let people cater to your needs and all this shit. That's kind of that kind of rocks. My understanding is that the the Mets and the Yankees are his two top choices. Which maybe yeah. he's an well, the East Yankees Coast just guy. got what Soto. They just got Soto yeah. the other day. Yeah. Which pff, again doesn't matter because their pitching core is ass. So. So that was going to hit like a million home runs in that ballpark, though. Definitely, but like the team, I mean, arguably didn't really do a whole lot last year. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, if they get I him, mean, it's a big the same piece. For the Mets. Yeah, exactly. So, it's to be but good. yeah, my my point being, I mean, if you're going to go to New York, you go to the Yankees. My point being is that, that if he's looking New York, he's not a West Coast only guy like Otani. True. Maybe he does say it does like Philadelphia enough to come here. But do, so, you, do you think he's seen those pictures of Mrs. Met? <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Uh, they probably showed them to him. Yeah, but, yeah. but little did we know, Deep Cut, his parents also have an alligator farm. Yamamoto's? No, nah, okay, I don't know. I'm oh. saying wait, that'd, be, that'd be so crazy. He's like, damn, I fucking love alligators. And then, then like, he bang. might sign with the Marlins. So you could have an alligator farm. Could you imagine if he went to the Marlins? No, nah, he came to the Phillies because he had a fucking pet. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, he oh, let him into the Phillies. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they let him into the FARG, but not the not CBP. Yeah, but. The potential's there. Yeah, they'll set up a they'll Maybe set up that's a the Philadelphia alli- representative. Dude, we they'll got- turn that <laughs> thing into Ashburn Alley where the kids can play baseball. They'll turn that into the alligator pen. If they can put yeah. a couple yeah. of little, little fresh mm-hmm. water in there, mm-hmm. throw some shrimp in there so the alligators can they'll eat. They'll get big. They'll get nice and big, too. Yeah. Alligators will be living it up, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would be funny as hell if there was just an alligator pen. I would love that. Yeah, you, there probably is in Florida. I mean, South Philly used to just be a fucking pig den, a swamp. So it was a swamp, which, yeah. hello. That's why it always gets so muggy here in the summertime. Gators love swamps. So does yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You can't even say his I name. I kind of lost the thread <laughs> yeah. here. But anyway, getting back to the Phillies, man. So, yeah, the Dodgers are still going to lose, <laughs> and we won't get to play them in the playoffs, whatever. But 
guess the the thing about Yamamoto is we'll figure I will probably figure out soon who he's going to sign with. It feels like this this offseason is certainly moving very quickly compared to past offseasons. Feel yeah. like a lot of the moves are being made. Now that the Otani deal is done, I feel like the rest of the dominoes are going to start falling, you know. We're not going to touch that money, but we also called he would stay on the West Coast. We all yeah, pretty was much figured that. Yeah, he wouldn't come back to the East Coast at all. So, I mean, our best bet is Yamamoto, the pitcher. We'll see what happens there. Soto's gone. Bryce Harper. Yeah, so hold on. Bryce Harper. We had him say the the open for the game Sunday, the Eagles Cowboys game. Oh, yeah! With his I knew as soon as that happened, we were losing. It's like, yeah, that's bad. That's <laughs> I saw bad. that shit. I was Juju, so dude. confused. I was like, "What the?" He's like, "I grew up a Dallas fan, but now, but Eagles fan." I'm like, mm, I, I don't, I don't like this here. Yeah, that was bad. Juju I, I don't from like the that. start. Nah, Made no sense. You can't have the guy that's never won a World Series, has lost two times in the NLCS in the last two years. Won an MVP this season. He didn't make the playoffs. You can't have him doing the open and expect a win. You might as well have Joel Embiid there for the coin toss. God damn. I was so furious. I knew we were going to lose that game as soon as Bryce Harper is giving that speech. Also, no. like, you can't have a – not not for nothing, but, like, you can't have a baseball player gas you up for a football game. Like, that's just – You can have it, it the nah, reverse. That, that shit was – yeah, Definitely. If you have beat dog getting you up for the fucking NLDS or NLCS, that hell works, yeah. yeah. But I mean, a yeah. baseball player. If, if it was anyone from like the 08 team, you probably would have been hyped. I don't think so. I mean, they just don't talk the same way. Like, even unless it was maybe Chase Utley after he won the World Series, I was like, was yeah, we fucking won. Up. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. shit was sick. But like, to be honest, baseball players don't really have that swag like that where they can get you all riled up for shit. Harper's one of the swaggiest players in the league, but it still doesn't track the same way. He's swaggy as an active person. Like, when he's playing the game, he's playing with swag. But when he talks a little bit, uh, you lose that luster to, like, pump you up. Yeah, like, it's not he, like Jason Kelsey. I don't want his voice in a public video. I want B-Dog, even Bradley Cooper, honestly. Yeah. Anybody else, but... Dude, give me Allen Iverson. Yeah, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Give me Andre Iguodala. I don't give a shit. When you, when you said Bradley Cooper, for some reason, my mind went to Riley Cooper. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. I don't know about no, that. No, hey, no, Cowboys, no, no. I'm going to kill yeah. every last one of you. <laughs> <laughs> give me Riley Cooper. I'm every... Yeah, give me Riley Cooper at a country. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm saying, I just. I was watching. The, I, I, think it was just, I think like the past <laughs> week or whatever was like the tenth anniversary of like that snow game against the Lions. Oh, that was so cool. that was there was awesome. like mo- there was like multiple highlights in there of like and it's complete to Riley Cooper. <laughs> Yo, like, he was good that year, dude. Yeah, he had that. He was t- like he did the, have yeah, that touchdown was, catch show in the end zone. In the Foles year, he was yeah. uh, he was sick. But uh, I threw snowballs. Fortunately, a little racist. Yeah, there was a, a <laughs> there was a touchdown pass in that game in the end zone. And I threw snowballs right at the players for Detroit, which is pretty sick. I love that shit. During the play, I love that yeah, game. Yeah, that was such an awesome game. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. They were like, don't throw snowballs. My Uncle Pat was sitting next to me, like, elf, just fucking, here you go, Pat. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was just winging his shit. Boom. And then it's, as soon as halftime hit, I was just decking guys. Boom, 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 boom. They had security down there, like, don't throw snowballs, please. And someone made, like, a giant ball of snow and just shot put it in. And it hit the security guard. He got knocked over. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Oh, oh man, it'd be so funny if there's someone showed up dressed as Santa Claus. He was like, "Oh no, this is the worst day." <laughs> Please, to do this. no, dear God. But no. anyway, yeah, baseball players yeah. don't try to pump up football games because that shit. I I didn't like that at all. 
Yeah, I was just confused, and then I was like, "Is this?" It just lacked the energy. It just did not hit. He was like, "I grew up at Dallas, family. Like, well, you lost me right now." He's like, "But now I live in Philly, and I love Philadelphia." I'm like, mm, "Mm, it doesn't yeah. work that way. It doesn't work that way at all for this game." And then, like your point, Avery, it just threw the whole game off. Yeah, it was. It was like watching see Ronnie cry. Game's yeah. over. Yep, it's over before kickoff. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Bryce Harper. So we kind of touched on this last week, but I don't think I knew enough about it. And we certainly didn't give it go as in deep or in depth as we probably could have on this whole extension that he's asking for. I think the Otani deal probably makes him want it even more. Like the, the yeah. Otani deal sets a really bad precedent, not only for like the competitive balance in baseball, but it also sets a bad precedent for star player. Not even bad. But it sets the precedent for other star players to be like, yeah, extend me and defer the money. Extend me. Give no, me more money. But He's getting $700 million a year. He might never even pitch again. Yeah, but it's not an extension. It's a new deal. That's what's fucked up. Where but, I think that Bryce Harper trying to get an extension on a 13-year, $340 million deal is a little fucked up, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, like I said last last week, in in – from the standpoint that inflation has kind of made him go from, like, the highest paid player to the eighth, I can see why he's a little, like, yeah, I would like a little bit more money. Let's be honest. Like, you're not going to agree with this. Trevor, you might. He's underpaid for the amount, the value and the amount of things he does for the team and for the yeah, city. Yeah, sure. Just purely mathematical-wise, yeah. And to be fair, I think by the end of this contract, he's not going to be worth 30-some, 40-some million a year. Certainly not. But the way he looks at it right now, he's probably like, yeah, I'm playing above the the contract that I've earned, and I'd like to be compensated fairly for that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. As as a fan, it's like, I don't don't really care. (laughs) Either way, it's like, if if the Phillies want to give him some more money, it's not my. It's not my money. Yeah, I mean, I MLB like, doesn't have a salary. Exactly. Cap, like I don't care. So it doesn't really hinder the team too much if they do if, that. If Middleton wants to open up his pocketbook for him, then fine. yeah, but you can't be like a team player guy and then ask for more money when you're the highest paid player on the team. It makes no sense to me. And you didn't make. Did he make the All Star team last year? No. Not for, no, I he did not. not. Yeah. Exactly. Did he make it the year before? I mean, for sure. I mean, he, he didn't make yeah. it last year because he was coming off yeah, Tommy John's. Like, sure. You can't well, hold well, that against me? him. Fucking, let's get the guy a fucking band-aid then. Oh, Here my, we go. My only point. You, you just, just <laughs> my, diminishing fucking, the, the my, impact of injuries. My, the my, guy had to have the biggest ligament in sure, his elbow replaced and you're year, calling him a baby? My point, though, is that this, you know, you got, A, at the time, a great deal. You know, didn't complain about it. Now that some other guy who is a... Guy that's compared to Babe Ruth most of the time in conversations. But the guy that might not even pitch again. It doesn't. My point though is that he earned that contract. Doesn't mean that oh, I should earn this shit too. You really haven't done anything since you made your contract, except for being MVP and not winning a World Series. <laughs> except for being MVP. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And and, and hitting the uh, biggest home yeah, run but in he Philadelphia did, uh, Phillies he, history. Yeah, but he did that though on that Miss contract. That. He You're... did that. No, he did that on the contract year. He's... I get that. But then last year. He what do you didn't, mean he didn't do anything last year? He rushed back from Tommy John surgery in yeah. 180 days. And he missed that home run that would have put Phillies us in the World probably Series. made back that Listen, entire contract with jersey sales alone time. by now. I mean, well, point though is that, but then you want to restructure it again? For what, you gonna, what could you possibly do better than you did the year before you made the contract? What? 
Hey, man. You're going to win MVP again and then win us a World Series? Probably not. How are you going to say probably not? You because don't know money, that. What, you think money's going to make him play better? That makes no sense it's, to it's, me. It's not going to make him play better, but that's not to say that's that what he's saying, he though. may not earn. That's what you were saying. No, no, it isn't. You were saying that because he saw Otani get this big contract, he's like, you know what? I'm doing more for my team. I should get more money. No, he's not saying he's doing more, but he's saying yeah. he's seeing these guys getting these big-time deals. Yeah, younger he, guys playing at a high level. He signed this deal. He well, signed this. Take a deep breath, real quick. Hold on. Now. <laughs> no, because I was going to say, "What well, is Otani done?" But I shouldn't say that. Then I'll uh, I'll sound like an idiot. But right. at the same time, inflation is a motherfucker, man. It's not He's, impacting Bryce fucking Harper. It's inflation is not impacting anyone not, that we're talking about right not now. Not in the way that he can't spend it, money. You no, know what I'm saying? I, I, no, no, no. Time out. Not no. Inflation is not impacting anybody that's. Getting a signing a contract that's worth three hundred and fifty million dollars a year plus. So it's Trey not. Turner's getting paid more money per year than Bryce Harper, who's a better player. Bryce Harper. The game's a game, baby. I ain't here to fucking I'm not a fucking GM to hey, dig up that. All up, I'm you know saying I mean? is this is where he's coming from and why he feels like he he deserves a contract. Well then become an all star. Then we'll, then we'll yeah, be negotiating. Become an all star when he missed the first month and a half of the season. But then we're not renegotiating. All, all that aside, all that aside. I thought last week I misspoke when I said I thought that the Phillies could have kind of restructure a deal. Restructuring contracts in baseball doesn't happen because no. all the contracts are guaranteed. I'm thinking of the NFL. I'm getting yeah, things all tripped not, up. This ain't Howie Roseman out here. This is just yeah, I was straight money. The only time it happens is if it's to the benefit of the team, which I don't know if restructuring is to the benefit of the team. I did read some article. I didn't bookmark it. That said that restructuring or extending Harper and spreading his money out over more years could benefit the Phillies more in the long run in that they'll have less money committed to him later in this contract, which, yeah, I'm all for that. When he's older, he doesn't deserve $30-some million a year. So there is a chance that they do it for that reason, not to benefit him so much as to benefit the team's future. Ultimately, where I land is that I probably wouldn't want to extend him He's already signed through his age 38 season in 2033. Yeah. What the hell is the world going to look like? Are we even going to be here? Lawyer. No, no one knows what the hell is going to be happening. They also have And no, you like, aren't going to be able to, like, you aren't going to want Harper, 40 years old, DHing probably. It'll be like Ryan Howard all over again. Well, they don't Ryan have any. Ryan Howard's last year. They don't have any Howie Roseman in the Philly organization that can, like, renegotiate stuff and make it work for the team to, like, okay, fine. It makes it's good for you and for us. It's either good for you or we're fucked. Yeah. There's no in baseball to like. Dave Dombrowski's kind of that guy, but he's going to retire he's by good. 2033. He's but he's, old. He's good for like opening up the purse and like buying guys out. Like, okay, yeah, come here. There's no negotiation that way at all in baseball, which is fine. It doesn't I like happen that. the same way. It's a different yeah. sport. There's yeah. no salary cap, so that's a big you deal. Can't, you, we gave you the big deal. Things happen. Yeah. So, if, I mean, it comes to baseball. I just, I really just don't care about. It. <laughs> like, if they're willing to pay him, I mean, <laughs> like, say I that now. But in twenty thirty five, if Harper's forty, hitting one seventy, like can't to my DH, point, don't don't like, restructure you, his contract. You're gonna care. You got him for thirteen years, Trevor. You can't say you're say you didn't care, Trevor. I think you, you didn't like watching Ryan Howard struggle through his last few years of his contract. I know you didn't. I think I Trevor's probably a, got received. I think Trevor's a, <laughs> Trevor's on my side right now, I'm not going to lie. 
Trevor isn't he's taking his side. side. He's on my side for he's sure. He's straddling the fence. It's not he's his money. Not, he doesn't care. He, but he's not he claims re- he doesn't care. I yeah, think he cares. He's not going to restructure. You yeah. lock him in for 13 years for 350, bang, you got his ass. Yeah, Boom, you're like good to go. I just said, I don't want to extend him either. I think no, we're, but you were yeah, like, I don't think we need to. No, I don't mm, want to, but I, I can see why he wants one. You know mm, what I'm saying? That's two different I hear things. I hear, I hear That's two different things. But as a team, you understand why you should not do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to watch Bryce Harper when he's 40, making right, so 40 we, million we a year, hamstringing okay. our team. Okay. And Trevor is saying he doesn't care. I think he does. I think you have to care. Because when Ryan bit. Howard in 2016 was extremely ass, yeah. it was cool to see him hit a dinger every now and again, but he was just weighing that team down, dude, playing first base every day, being all ass. You didn't like that. You can't even mm, sit here and say you did. I I don't think you did. Yeah. Tearing that Achilles right down the first baseline. Oh man. We've we've <laughs> talked about that before. All right, I guess yeah. that'll do it for the Phillies talk. Phils. We don't really have a whole lot else. We'll see if they get Yamamoto. Probably not. Mm-mm. If they do, cool. We'll have a famous Japanese Philadelphian once again. <laughs> From one coast to the other. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> what's next? What do we got? Well, uh, we got the flowers right yeah, now. Yeah, about the fly guys, man. the orange and black, baby. <laughs> yeah. Connect me. I don't ever want to listen. And I'm not, I'm not here. I will say I'm a bandwagon fan this year because I didn't really care about it for the last couple hey, of years. This is the year to be a bandwagon. Yeah, ask, get on the wagon, but dude. But I will say I'm on, the, I'm on the wagon. All I'm going to say is that connect me. 26 years old. They went uh, check the, what, what's going on in the game, actually. They were losing 2 1 last time. Yeah, check. really. The uh, score anyway. Is... Don't. Uh... Oh, 3 3. Oh. Okay. At the end third. of the third period, going no, to OT. Uh, now we're talking. At least salvaged a point against the against the Caps. The Caps have been playing good. Yeah, there you go. Man. At least they've been winning games. They haven't been playing great. The metrics, their underlying metrics aren't good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pat. I keep cutting you off. All I was just saying was that I don't know a whole lot about hockey, and I'll admit that. It's not my bread and butter. But I will say, for the production that we're getting from Konechny at 26 years old, if we're in a rebuilding year, I don't think we should trade his ass. I think oh, we should keep him. I agree 110%. Yeah. Especially think- because if they're like, if, if they were, uh, if, if the season had gone how people thought it was going to go and we were just like, I don't know, like bottom of the league, then yeah, sure. Like trade him, get, get a couple, yeah. get like two first round picks or whatever the fuck. But the fact, but the, he's, Playing at an all-star level, we're winning games. We're at this point, like I think it's pretty clear we're not getting a top ten, top no. five Hell pick. No, Mm-mm. like this is a guy that's going to be part of the the future of the team. So yeah, hold on to him for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I they mean, play. They play. He's their having. Game. The be- he's having. Uh, you know, arguably the best year of his career. Yeah, right man. Now. I think. In a couple years, he'll be what twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, he'll be a high, yeah. he'll coming be a right high into le- his prime. He'll like, be yeah. a high level winger. Yeah, with Matve Michkov and Cutter Gauthier. That think of that first line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's assuming Gauthier and Michkov hit their ceilings. That's like that's a Stanley Cup Finals level first type of line, dude. What we thought to start the year was that they're going to play games to like you know do this and that, maybe lose a couple here and there, and like be a shitty ass team and tank here and there, but. They're playing games to win the game. They're they're yeah. playing hard as shit. Dude. Like like uh what's the co- like you said they're playing they got balls. Yeah. And they're playing yeah. like they got balls. I mean they're Dude. They don't give a fuck. Their block shots, what game was it? I think it was the the Denver, the the Colorado game. 
they were blocking shots left and right. It was oh, either yeah. either the Predators or game. The, I forget uh, which one. Yeah, the end of the pre- the third period of the Predators game. That's they what were I'm they were getting of. like uh, it was like an onslaught from their side, and they were just blocking shots left and Ugly right. Ugly fucking like, jerseys. They that's that's that torch, yellow, dude. Yeah. They just play hard, man. Yeah. yeah. Like you have Delorier that fight in the third period, yeah. the second third period of that the game. It just man. sparked the game, dude. It just sparked the team. It just galvanized the team. And then after that, they were like, all right. Owen Tippett gets decked. Delore is ready to fight. All right. We got to stand up for Owen Tippett. We got to make sure Delore's sacrifice wasn't in vain. They came back and tied that game. And that Couture goal was sick. Yeah. But I don't He looks great. I mean, I remember when the season first started, it was like, okay, we Couture's, didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And he definitely looked very sluggish and rusty, like he missed a whole year. But he's back to looking like Killing a fucking. It. Like he could. <laughs> could be the yeah. yeah. If they like, keep playing like this, he's going to get some votes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he's probably gonna get the get the C next year. Um, he should. People should love be coots. cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They haven't had a C since. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. They he and he deserves since it. He's, left. he's the veteran, big time. Yeah, he's, yeah. What the second longest tenured athlete been around in Philly? For a while. After, I mean, he's been yeah. on the team since he was like 19 years yeah, old. He's the yeah. second longest now. tenured athlete in Philly after Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. He deserves the C. Yep. He's been playing great though. Killing it. Yeah, he looks great. Connecting looks great. And that's the thing, like, um, you know, I like objectively, like, yes, it would be great to get another top five pick. But the flip side of that is that, like, these with like connecting Contourier, that's like two guys that you thought were like borderline, like, are they going to be part of this thing or are they not? And I think the answer is like, no, they should be a part of it. And those are like two really good players that you have there. So maybe like you don't like don't necessarily need another top five. I mean, I mean, the big thing is like you need, um, Gauthier and Mitchkov to pan out. Yeah. You need them to hit yeah. their, their ceilings or come. And close like Gauthier is like, you know, he's, he's a college guy. He looks great right now. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like, you know, anything could happen. Um, but with like Mishkov, like, and le- barring like a catastrophic injury, I'm feeling pretty good about that because it's, you know, obviously we've had some, some like disappointments with early draft picks, but you know, like Nolan Patrick, he was great in juniors. Uh, Provorov was great in juniors. Provorov, uh, he was good for his first He was very years good as for it. Yeah. And then like Morgan Frost looked really great in juniors, but like Mavet Mishkov is excelling at, in the fucking KHL. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at like comparables and stuff, like he, yeah, (laughs) pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, Yeah. well, with with uh, um, fuck, I forget where he's playing now. Scott Petersburg. No, no, that's the team they got loaned out from. Oh, right, Uh, right, right. He's with uh, Sochi, right? Hell yeah, was it Winter Olympics? I forget. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah. I forget. But like, but he's doing great, and he's only like 19. uh, You know, his like his like production. Playing in a league like that should, like, barring something He's crazy. He's playing against grown men that wrestle yeah, with Grizzly exactly. Bears, like, should, He's good. <laughs> yeah. Should translate very well. So, like, um, yeah, I think everything's looking up. Um, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, um, now I feel like we're, people are going to be really way more, um, you know, wanting to, to pressure them to try to bring him over sooner. Because, because... You know, when they drafted him, it's like, okay, we got, like, three years to get this rebuilded going. Like, mm-hmm. we'll probably get another one or two. Like, 
top high three picks, picks or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck, we need this guy. Well, <laughs> like, like, I want to get this guy but now. But the politics of that may or may not work. Like, the literal politics yeah. of that may or may yeah, not yeah. work out. I mean, it is what it is. If we don't get him for another, like, two and a half, three years or whatever it is, then That's fine. Whatever. We'll get Gautier. At least yeah, get, Gautier will be up. Feet wet. Um, Konechny continue to build his uh, his case for stardom. Yeah. Figure Pat's boy, Carter Hart, figure out if we're going to keep him or not. Love that man. Harrison looks pretty good, though. Yeah. I, I mean, know I, go- I sat here and said he wasn't an NHL goalie a few weeks ago. He's been playing pretty good. Yeah, he's been very good. Yeah. And then you got uh, Kolosov, um, who could be a, a good prospect. So, like, the, the goaltending pipeline looks good, whether, uh, you know, in the future, whether that's Carter Hart or someone else, like, you know. The D-man, we got our boy, Ollie Bunk. Yeah, he looks good. Bonk, like bink, bonk. a couple of their uh, draft picks look pretty good. Like that dude, uh, B- uh, Barky. Yeah, he's he's looked really good uh, in juniors. Which again, like you know, who knows how, how any of these guys turn out? But well, I will say though, like it is one thing to like have a rebuilding year and one thing to like be like a oh, I don't know, we're gonna do. But I will say it is nice to see that when we thought, and I feel like most Philadelphia teams do this for like when you expect the least to give you the most. And it's nice to see that, and you feel good because then the city like can get behind that team. But like, you know what? Yeah, at least they're trying to do some things and win some games, and they have scrappy wins. But a lot of times, too, recently they've having pretty fucking good wins. Yeah, I mean to beat Colorado yeah. handily on the road, like I mean, yeah, this, this, they were like the better team in that Flyers game. Team, that wasn't like like because other thing is you know it, it'd be one thing if they were getting all these wins because like Carter Hart was just playing out of his mind and like stealing wins or whatever. Right. But like no, like if you look at their underlying metrics, like they've been. Actually, like the better team. Dude, I brought this yeah. up a couple times. They've been killing teams and out shooting them. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like these are cheapies. They've had some really good high, like high quality chances, whereas the yeah. other teams have. If you factor in like the blocked shots, it's even because. Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like way back into hockey now because I'm like. I'm like on hockey reference looking at like who's got the best like Fenwick on the fly. Oh, for sure, shit. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm checking like, out these courses like and these expected in, yeah. goals. Which, like, yep. I haven't, which I haven't done for like well, the used, past few you years. You used to like a torts offense for like we we had him for a year last year. Like the team wasn't we had so many weird a weird bag of free agents and perennial flyers that were here. You know, he had Giroux and all the shit. Like everybody else that was here, like couldn't really function together as a team. But they cut a lot. They trimmed a lot of fat this season. From office to on the ice. Yeah. And honestly, you see it playing out because Torts has a team now where a lot of those young guys that were here last year are used to that. Yeah, they they're, said, they're in his system. Beating, his yep. ball, beating yes, the sir. balls off to like play good practices. And they're just playing hard fucking hockey, which is good to see. They're playing, but they got nothing to lose, and they really don't. I mean, the, the city has no expectation. Yeah, the was, team has no expectation. What was Torts the one is, Carter Hart quote? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you go off. Go for it, go for it. Carter I think he said, like, nobody wants us to win. Yeah. People don't want us to win, so it's kind of fueled us. Yeah, because yeah. they're, like, they're not expecting dude, he it. he really they're, said that. Because they're not. I mean, we all said it from the start of the season, you know. After the Sixers had that terrible loss, where, like, Flyers were like, let's just see what they do. We hate the jerseys. Like, that was our biggest conversation was the fact that they had the fucking IBX thing on their jersey. Yeah, I do remember. We got the color right. We didn't care about the players, and now we're talking about playoffs? That's oh, what I'm saying. Like, you we're know, talking six shots and 99 bananas. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like, this team is playing with some fucking, no pun intended, a little bit of heart up in here. And they're playing like there's no tomorrow, which is great to see. That's a true Flyers team to play like balls out to the wall. They don't give a fuck. They're scoring points. They're winning games, or at least they're dragging them out to the fucking overtime and winning some points here and there. They're doing well. 
Yeah, I will say, speaking of going to overtime and getting the loser point, they should not have, or they might have still lost that game in Nashville, but the way they lost that game, uh, that goal Harrison gave up was, uh, yeah. that was soft as brutal. baby dookie, dude. Brutal. Yeah. Especially how they came back from behind. Yeah, I, I thought for sure they were going to win that game. And then I see him stop the puck. Like, I'm messing around on my phone, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, he stopped it. And I see it just trickle in 5-4, uh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, Christ. But Nashville had been playing good. We got five out of six games on that, or five out of six points on that road trip. Yeah, yeah I mean, the team's playing well. Um, Briere had some interesting quotes. Charlie O'Connor of PHLY did an interview with him, and uh, he asked him a couple questions specifically about the rebuild. So he asked him, I forget what this this question was, but it was something related to keeping a rebuild going. Briere's answer, yes, we're going to do the right thing for the future of the organization. I think we're still in that stage. We have a lot of young players. We have a chance to build something special. I want to make sure that we get out of the th- that thing. The last probably 10 years, where we're always on the cusp. He right, dude. He was probably a part yeah. of the end of that. Yep. One year, we make the playoffs barely. The following year, we miss the playoffs barely. We got to get out of that area. What we're trying to do is build a team that's going to be a contender for a lot of years, not just for one year. Hell yeah. I've been impressed with that, with what the guys are doing this year, but we have to be realistic that if there's something that's going to help us for years to come, you have to consider that as well. So Charlie asks a follow-up question. I guess as a follow-up to that, do you envision a scenario where you would consider buying at the March 8th trade deadline? I would say no at this point. Things can always change. Things can vary. But at the moment, I would have to say no. At the same time, they're playing so well together. I think they love each other. Oh, how cute. (laughs) The players would probably ideally for them. They would just want to keep the same team and keep proving to everyone that they're ready to win. You have to be careful with that as well. But we're not in a place to be getting rid of assets in the timeline of this organization. So in spite of everything that's going right, I think I feel pretty strongly that Briere is not going to just... Hold down. because they're close. Yeah. yeah he knows yeah. that this is for more than just a playoff berth, which is awesome. Sure, he had to get the okay from ownership and from um, Keith Jones yeah. to, to say that and to really feel that way. But it, I think the Flyers are truly on the up and up, man. He knows and, what they have. I mean, he sees that the team has potential. No one gave them a fucking flying chance, like a snowball's chance in hell to go anywhere near the playoffs this year. Right now they're playing as if, like you said before, Trevor, like they're a playoff team. At the stands right now, they're a playoff team. Yeah. But the Breers part, like, hey, we get it. We might be usually in the playoffs, but it's not about we're not going to make a deep run this season. He knows you, that, yeah. But you keep the main core that got you to this point and you build on that. Where I feel like, like he's saying, the last couple of years, you get to the playoffs, you don't get to where you want to go, you trade off yeah. some people, you get some draft picks. It's also like the, that's like the benefit of having a, a GM who's like kind of starting like a new thing, who has and, some and jobs not, not, not a guy who's desperate to keep his job. Yeah, and is gonna like trade off yeah, assets. Have, to plus, like you have a younger the, GM who's just starting his career. Right. Also, GM, as a really. player that has been, because they teams. could, they could, they're they're probably gonna pick up some more picks in the at the deadline. Yeah, they're probably gonna end up trading uh, Sean, uh, Sean Walker. Walker. He out, dude. Yeah, yeah and he's uh, been playing great, but he out. Yeah, yeah, expiring contract. You definitely maybe you can him. unload Cam Atkinson. He starts to play a little better. But an, yeah, yeah. Also having a play as a having a GM that has been a player that went to the the finals and then that team kind of really didn't really do anything after that too extensively to be able to see what he has potentially here. It's good to see. 
Yeah, I'm excited, man. Reading those some of those quotes, he did this whole interview with Charlie. He did two interviews or a two part interview with Charlie. Reading some of those quotes, I'm like, damn, we got the guy, dude. He's like Hanky, but unlike Hanky, no one's gonna force him out. Right. Yeah. But well, that really happens in the NHL. <laughs> right. There's yeah, the not end, enough money involved the in the that man. Beast. But uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about the Flyers real quick? Did I have it written down? Damn, I didn't have it written down. We can we can forget that I was gonna say something else about the Flyers. That whiskey's hitting a little bit. <laughs> you another one? Uh, I'll I'm do good. another. Did the Flyers win? Hold up, have they won yet? I gotta pee first. Go pee real quick. Oh, they won! Hey, oh, all right, four, three. we should do one. Yes, sir. We gotta do another one. Four, all right, three. baby. So yeah, go pee real quick. Me and Trevor will sit here and act like we like each other. Yeah. I guess uh, should we should we shift to the. The Sixers. Yeah, yeah, we, we can got talk a little bit Sixers time. We're real kind quick. of like run. I mean, where are we at? We here? got time, dude. Yeah, like fifteen minutes. Yeah, we got time. But yeah, so the Sixers have been playing good. Yeah, dude, Joe Embiid is amazing. Like, I, you know, I really, I, I, it really is like every once in a while you have to like kind of take a step back and be like, as as bad as frustrating as this team has been for the past however many years, like we do get to every couple of days sit there and watch a generational talent in Embiid and he's playing better than he was last year. Uh, you know, I think like Nick nurse's, uh, influence has been, has been good. I think he himself has put a little more emphasis on like the playmaking stuff. Like he's averaging like what, like six or seven assists a game. 6.4 assists. I have a written yeah, down over the season. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, he looks great. Um, and it, yeah, it is really fun, funny to me that like I thought because after last year I thought we were pretty much done with all this like MVP Same, debate for stuff. sure for real and man and it's, sure enough it's starting right back up again. Dude, um, he's number one on Basketball Reference and uh, NBA.com's MVP ranking. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah, he's killing it, and it's and it's it's so funny like. I, I always like j- just like the uh, um, like the masochist to me. Whenever I see like tweets that are just like talking about how great of a night Embiid has, I always have to click it and look at the replies. Oh, and, I do this. I do always, the same thing. <laughs> People are like foul merchant, foul merchant. Yeah, foul guy. They're they're posting like the the the. A compilation of him like flopping or whatever. Yeah, I do all the same stuff. fucking thing. Yep. And it's like yes, so sir. funny. And meanwhile, like Giannis has had more free throw attempts than he has this year, which is like pretty much always true. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Like, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like it feels like every accusation is a is a confession with <laughs> the way that people talk about like Embiid, like. Um, Dude, the thing is, like he people, does this, does that. It's like I don't know. I think your guy does that. People don't really appreciate his greatness. I, I, I tried to say this last week, but we were running out of time. I think sometimes we take how good he is for granted. Yeah, like the dude, he's had multiple games this year where he puts up forty and ten in three quarters and just sits out the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know, like of I the think twenty I'm... games he's played, he's sat out seven fourth quarters. Yeah, I know, it's insane, and he's still averaging. 34 points, 11 and a half rebounds, six and a half assists, and two blocks on 52% shooting. He's not even playing third quarters in almost many, yeah. a third in a third of his games. How many games in a row does he have right now with 30 plus points? Eight, eight yeah. games he in a row with 30 and 10. As a fucking center. Wow. It makes no sense. 
I mean, he's led the league in scoring, I think, what, two, two years? Two years in a row. Two and a half. He's only doing first, it again. He'll be the first player to do it three years in a row since the 70s. And it got to be the first center to do that. And, uh, that's what I mean. The first guy, uh, the first center, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, to that's do it three years unreal. In a row. The fact that he's that big, that efficient, that effective in the paint. And just the way, like, he does some of the things he does, man. Like, I had this joke in, in our group chat that, Embiid will never he just always misses those end of like quarter end of half threes that he takes yeah like there's just random pull-up threes where he's rushing for a two of two for one and just bricks it by a mile but how many centers in the lead do you know that they're capable of just grabbing a rebound going coast to coast and just chucking up a three and hoping it goes in not many two yeah there's Jokic Embiid and that's it right yeah like you know what I'm saying and then like just defensively some of the impact that he makes people will say like yeah Jokic is the best player in the league mm, yeah i would say based on the finals last year Jokic is probably better well, than Embiid. and i don't know if you touched but, on it when i was going like you look at pat pev too pat was like Embiid's a beast just give him the fucking ball like that guy is dominating you know, pat bev was funny when Taron yeah. hatcher interviewed him he i could tell he wanted to say that motherfucker's something. <laughs> yeah. You could tell he was thinking about yeah. how he wanted to say yeah. it. And then he's like, He didn't have that memory that, that, saying, that's that, why. That man, he's something else. Then he's like, <laughs> what are you doing that for? I don't know. You shooting me over here? But, and B, and B you know, then Pat Bev did hit on Taron Hatcher a little bit. I mean, come on now. I mean, I don't blame him. Pat Bev's got some balls, though, dude. He's on TV hitting on the sideline reporter. But anyway. What's he got to lose? Nothing. nothing. Pat Bev's the man. He yeah. can do whatever he wants in this city. We'll get Maryland. to him in a second. But yeah, Embiid, I think that uh, I think that it's funny because before the season started, we were all like, ah, like he won the MVP. Oh, we were over the six. You know, we were yeah. like, fuck this team, whatever. Similar to, you know, not as the same as the Flyers. We were like, well, no expectations. At least the Flyers like showed up doing some crazy shit without expectations. The Sixers have the roster but we didn't know what was going to happen with the coaching change well we didn't know what's going to happen and with Harden. james Harden and all yeah. this shit but Embiid is still Embiid, looking honestly healthier than ever and for now dominant for now but yeah it is what Fingers it is crossed. he's still putting up mad points i mean triple doubles double doubles 30 plus points a game every time he plays it's unreal and i think that uh a lot of that goes to Nick Nurse. I think that's a big a big kudos to him, big time. Yeah, I think certainly Embiid as a passer and as a facilitator, and also as a rebounder too. Embiid was kind of just lazy on rebounds last year. A lot of that goes to Nick Nurse just saying, yeah, if we're going to get to where we need to go, two things you need to do is you need to hustle, you need to rebound and play your ass off, and also you need to become a better passer. And to his point, Embiid's done a lot of that. Like, Embiid's two-man game with Maxi, where he's throwing the, the ball between his legs. I'm like, yeah, a lot of that looks showy. But when he's throwing the ball between his legs, as opposed to just handing it off to him, the defender, that puts the defender in a bind. You can't, yeah. you can, if he hands it off to Maxi around his back, the defender can follow Maxi. If he throws it between the legs, the defender's not following Embiid through his legs. You know what I'm saying? It puts the defender That's in a, charge. a bad spot. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and if he fakes it, bang. Yeah, clean if he rack, fakes clean it, then he's, the yeah, yeah. you've seen a lot so of that, too. what are you going to do is if you, you can't, like you said, you can't do anything. You're just standing there. You've seen a lot more of Embiid running a fast break. Teams are in cross matches where they have a forward or a guard on him. Embiid either takes him down in the weight room or he sees that 
He's got the Anthony Melton or Maxi open on the wing because they have a center on them who's playing down in the paint. Wide open three every time. And I think, though, as a seven-foot player, too, at two, was he 250, whatever it is? Like, 280. And a volleyball player, I think that his body's built for, he's really as much of a contact guy that he is in the NBA. His body's built as a non-contact person. And I mean that in the sense that, like, to your point, Avery, like, his body's built on misdirection. So if he can avoid getting hit or avoid getting that shot from the other team's big, that's when he thrives. Yeah. Like, he wants to have that misdirection so he can get the clean shot to the paint, do whatever he's got to do, maybe take that little drop back, step back shot in the paint. He's not sustainable as a big bruiser guy like Shaq could have been, you know, was, is what I'm saying. Where, like, we've seen it year over year where Embiid goes the whole year, MVP caliber year, but he takes so many hits or falls over so many times as a seven-foot man that, like, his knees and joints just get fucking busted up. How many times have we seen in the playoffs where his can't play because his knee's out of whack? Yeah, yeah. But I think this year is looking pretty good for his health, at least. Yeah. I mean, like I said, fingers crossed. Hope he stays healthy. But um, but besides yeah, Embiid so and so Maxi, who's impressed you more on this offense? Uh, well, uh, Batum. Big time. Batum's been a great addition. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I, I think he's had a pretty good, good connection with Embiid. Uh, had some good... <laughs> the French connection, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, he's like it's it's like funny how well that like Harden trade has worked out because it you know originally we thought like well this is just all about just like dumping Harden off and hoping we get something. But um, yeah, Batum's been like a good return. He's been he's been nice. He can hit some threes. Um, he prefer, you know he can like take those like baseline cuts and get some passes from Embiid. Um, it's also yeah. nice to see like Rocco own his role too, because he's been like, you know what? I mean, he hasn't been, been really even playing. But. No, but he said. But people asked him earlier, like last week or two weeks ago, they were like, "How do you feel about your role?" He's like, "You know what? I've been on multiple teams. I understand that like I'm an older vet at this point in his career. But there's no what I've seen on this team is that." The egotistical person has left the building. There's no oh, one yeah, on this team. There's yep. no team that has an ego. They're all like, listen, I'm yeah. just trying to fucking win. We understand what we have. We have a MVP caliber player in Embiid. We have a young stud potential MVP. Obviously, too much to put on it right now, but a young stud in Maxi. We have a good core, a young coach that wants to play in a modern day era basketball. They just want to win games, no matter how they pull it out. It's fun to see a team that just vibes together and wants to win games. And I feel like we haven't seen that really in a while since maybe like right after the post tank era where like the team was kinda like, Oh, we got a B, we got Simmons, we you know Yeah, that early you know, the, yeah, those teams are fun. This with team JJ is actually Reddick having fun. Like yeah. they're just playing like they they just want to play basketball and they're chilling, they're figuring it out, they're yeah, when they lose, they lose, that's fine. When they win, they're like, Shit, we did it, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna have a beer in the lock, whatever, you know. Or th- it just it just is a good feeling to have as opposed to having the pressure of like, oh, Doc just, well, we didn't win a game against Boston because I couldn't figure it out, whatever. Like, it was a schedule yeah, loss. They're just, yeah, we lost, yeah, we got our ass beat. We'll get, we'll get fucking Milwaukee tomorrow. And they do. And it's fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think, shit, I mean, I've been calling for this guy. They come to Philly for five years. He's finally here. A lot of the good vibes. Hello. My man, dude, Pat Bev. As I'm about to open my Victory Miller Light. 
Who would have thought another Pat in Philadelphia drinking Miller Lite? Look at this. The legend, the man, the myth, dude. You've been calling that shit for years right now. Yes, sir. I've been saying Pat Bev would have been a great sixer for years. And he even said on his podcast, I should have been playing here my whole career. The feeling is mutual. Pat Bev, man, cheers to you, bro. We fucking love you, dude. But I think a lot of the good vibes. He's been shooting well, too, man. He's killing it. Threes. Yeah. Since but that Boston game, he's, he's been, been crushing pretty it. pretty good on offense. Mm-hmm. There was that one. I, I can't remember. I, I think it was maybe the last game where he was just like, it was funny because it was one of those plays where you're just like kind of watching and like, mm, but because he was just dribbling it all around the floor. He <laughs> does that a lot. And he like does like finally cut, cut it through and like had like kind of a reverse layup or whatever. It was like, damn, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's proven to be a pretty solid secondary ball handler. Not great, but he gets the job done when you need him to. But also, like, offensively, man, to your point, he's been shooting the lights out of the ball. Yeah. Ever since that Lakers game where they just left him open and Austin Reeves disrespected him, he said on his pod, he said, yeah, I had it personal against Austin Reeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. came to Chicago to my town and did the too little. I was coming back for you. After that, that kind of woke him up. I also think I also think he mentioned Nick Nurse said something to him like, "Yeah, you're too good of a shooter not to shoot." Doc, if someone wasn't shooting good, Doc probably have been like, "Yeah, don't shoot the ball." Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Pat Bev is just—he's been such a spark off the bench. Springs great energy. Last night when he got that dude ejected, did you see on his pod when he got thrown off with the elbow in the chest? Uh, did yeah. you see yeah. him talking about that Isaiah on his Stewart. pod? Oh, uh, no, no. So he was talking about it on his pod today, which I got to figure out when he records these pods as an NBA player. Hysterical. He's, like he's got a new pod every day, how he does it. Yeah. But anyway, on his pod, he was like, yeah, earlier in the game, I threw a little shoulder and elbow at him. And then I knew someone on their team was going to be mad at me. He was like, yeah, because I've been jacking them up all night. <laughs> and then finally, he's like, yeah, he came in. He hit me with the shoulder, the elbow, and the chest. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's what we get. <laughs> hit me with my shit. I hit you with yours. That's why you out. Pat Bev was instigating the whole game trying to get someone thrown <laughs> yep. out. He was. That's why after it happened, Pat Bev didn't lie on the ground and act like he was hurt. He got up and started clapping. He was souped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, man, he's an agitator. He's an instigator. He's the heart and soul of the team. Plays great defense. That's what Philadelphia is all about. That's you poked I, a, you keep poking he, around. Yeah. I known he was a dog yep. for years, man. I'm so happy he's here. And but, that he's playing good. Like I said before, he could have been ass. That will, play, been like, that will okay. pay off big time yeah. in the playoffs. Big time I, in the yeah. playoffs. I remember when they first signed him, it's like, oh, this is kind of fun, I guess. But I'm not expecting him to actually no. contribute anything. I but like he's that. actually like, giving us something. He's that little pit bull that you want in the backyard that like you might not like pit bulls. But when you have one, you're like, hell yeah, I love having a pit bull. Like, you know what I mean? It'll pay off dividends in the playoffs when you want somebody got to get out. He's, yeah, he's got that toughness yeah, and that grit. Yeah. He's phenomenal 10 over 10 phenomenal athlete you're to ready have. to bite off a child's face yeah you want pat bev in your life you want <laughs> you want you want, you want pat bev in your fucking you want pat bev on your side i'm not gonna lie he might he's been killing it and he might fuck around and get 25 points yeah like that boston game you know we lost it wasn't because of him but, but still yeah pat bev is the man dude and he, he knows he knows that i mean i just love that he understands that like he respects come up like he just loves being in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's all you want. The and quintessential this, Philly athlete of the last, like, 20 years. Like I said, there's no ego on this team, on the Sixers, which we haven't seen, honestly, since pff, before Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons brought yeah, that ben shit Simmons big time. Yeah, so, like, this team is, honestly, 
And B just wants to win a championship wherever he is, whether it's Philly or if he leaves Philly and goes somewhere else. This team just wants to fucking win. And I think that Nick Nurse is a guy that, like, He's won a also wants to win yeah. it. He wants to be a coach that, like, wins again somewhere else. That'd be great to win twice in two different cities. Yeah. You know? And he's won a championship in the last five years, unlike Doc. Right. Also, who had won could one be. one in 2008 when yeah. things were With totally a bunch different. of Hall of Famers. Also, yeah. could be the, correct me if I'm wrong, could be the only coach that wins in two different countries, too. Maybe. That's good. I'm sure it's someone. Mm. No, because the Raptors had never won one before Nick Nurse. Yeah, you're probably right. Damn. You know, so he's got a chip on his shoulder, too. He, he has his, history on his back, too. Yeah, I, fuck I think that Nick could Nurse. be a cool thing that he, if he, you know, that'd be, that'd be kind of sick. That would be cool. Yep. Yo, hold up real quick before we wrap up this. Do y'all want to talk about this Draymond thing? <laughs> the Draymond thing. Uh, that was Damn. funny. I mean, well, he deserved this one. Yeah. You don't suspended mean, indefinitely. This one. Yeah, what? No, I don't. Mm. Ah, it is. It's I, don't, kinda... I don't like Rudy Gobert. So when he choked Rudy okay. Gobert out, I was like, "Yeah, Rudy Gobert's an asshole. Yeah. He's patient zero. I don't like Rudy it's, Gobert. It's just hilarious that Draymond was like, well, I didn't mean to hit him like that. And it's like, what do you think was going to happen when you swung your arm around? Right, you're almost seven feet tall. Yeah, you had like, an eight foot wind up. That shit was. You, yeah, he you popped have, him in the side you of the head. You have 15 seconds uh, to realize what you're doing before you get to the fucking neck. Closed fist and like a couple inches up, he could have killed him. I think he posted, I think he, uh, who did he hit? Subo- who did he hit? Uh, Nurk- Nurkic. Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, well, fucking whatever. Nurkic is at, you yeah. know, I was watching that game and Draymond was being physical the whole game. I'm, and I went to bed at halftime, but I went to bed thinking... Draymond's going to do something stupid this game. And I wish I'd stayed up like an extra 20 Nurkic minutes. Nurkic wants to press charges now. For real? He said... Who's going to draw the line? Maybe it'll be me. For real? Swear to God. Damn. <laughs> draw yeah. that line, big dog. See yeah, what happens. The, the I don't know. so Wait. dramatic, dude. This thing with Giannis and the game ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, the game yeah. ball thing. Yeah. The that NBA is so stays funny. on some drama, man. Giannis scoring 64 How are you going to be that bad out of shape about a fucking game ball? What are you like? Out. This is my ball. For like a ball that you're just going to put on a shelf and probably never look at again. Right. Like, you just put a different random book. Go to fucking yeah. Models. This guy has won, like, won a championship, like two MVPs. Ready He's going to fight the whole Pacers the team running, running backstage and telling them to give him the fucking ball. He's Giannis to- is like, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I like Giannis, but like he's kind of... De- his stocks, like as far as his like personality and shit, has kind of gone down the past couple He's years. Also, Dude, that that and last year with the thing with the ladder, the, uh, ladder that was game, funny uh, as hell. It's just the like the best d- thing Montrezl like, Harrell did as yeah. a Sixer. It's just like, dude, what is this guy's fucking problem, dude? Like, he got that ball, but like. This is not the ball that I scored 64 yeah. points with. Yeah, they were, I could they tell. Were, I could feel the ball. It was not. It was. I don't think it was the game ball, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. What a fucking freak. It, it, well, it would be funny. That's what I would have done if I was yeah. the guys in the locker room. I just would have handed him some random ball. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it, man. Here, here this shit does smell like olive oil. What? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Nah, man. That's why Embiid's stats across the board are better. I'm like right now, at least that was as of a week ago, right? All the NBA podcasts I listened to had still had Jokic as number one MVP. Then a lot of them had Giannis number two. Even though Embiid's stats is better, Embiid's not sitting there fighting a whole team. Dude, over if you look at like the little like spray, the from the the honest his like sixty four point game where we look at like the spray he chart, a bunch it's of threes all yep. around the net. Like he yeah. bricked a bunch of threes. He yep. can't shoot. 
No. Which like fine. Yo, like, Giannis I still, has no bag. Dude. Yeah, he has no bag. He can't shoot. Which is like whatever. Fine. Like he's still a great. He's still like an amazing player. He's nah, great he's at what bitch, he does. Man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but it's like Embiid can do like can like dribble around and give you like a fucking fadeaway jumper or, like to beat the shot clock and like sink a three or a two, like whatever. Embiid like, had the AI step back the yeah, other night insane, where yeah. he hit the crossover between the legs and the fadeaway. And people just like pretend like. He doesn't do that, and all he does is like drive through net, get fouled or whatever. But that's it's what like, happened last year, though, around the MVP vote. They don't respect the fact that, like, yeah, Jokic gets like his points for sure, but like Embiid gets his points way more fucking poetically than anybody else does yeah. as a as a seven and foot a seven, center. He's essentially a seven foot two Kobe Bryant. Led the league in points two years in a row. Which, pff, come on now, the way that he does it makes no fucking sense. You're gonna give. Ah, it's unreal the disrespect that he gets. Eh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it this year. I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, just because a lot of the writers are jaded and feel as though, yeah, Embiid let them down last year. We don't want to vote for him again, but... MVP doesn't guarantee a fucking championship. MVP just means you were the most award. Right, you were for real, for real. As a center to lead the league in points two years in a row, he didn't get it the year before that, did it again, and finally won it barely, honestly... You yeah, know, it was, came down to the fucking yeah. trenches at that point. Like, people were like, oh, well, hope he gets it. Who knows? Who gets it? Are you kidding Jokic me? isn't playing nearly as good. He's still playing Also, great. his offense bends well to Jokic's game. He's dishing out assists. He's got guys yeah, that can shoot. He's kind of doing his Jokic impression You can get a triple-double easy money. If MB was playing for the Nuggets, he would also get triple-doubles every other night. But he's not. He has to facilitate the ball every fucking play. Well, last year, at mm. least. Last year, at least. This yeah, year, last different. year, last last year, year he had to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. still was leading the league in points. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I'll fucking fight Jokic right now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Jokic is 7 feet, 280 pounds. He would rock you, dude. Nah, nah, nah. There's a, there's a way. It's that Ukrainian fight. He can't say it right now out loud. But How I'll, many I'll rounds do you go with him? Probably at least two. Yeah. You seen Jokic when he gets mad? He knocked Markeith Morris out for like half a season. First yeah. step, he would destroy. First step, you. we go to a horse race. Second step, we get really drunk. Third step, then we Jokic fight. Jokic can probably drink like a fish, dude. He's huge. Anywhere was bitch. I'm ass. not fine. I respect Jokic. Yo, we should go to the Sixers Nuggets game whenever that Ooh. is. But different. Story. I ain't worried about his Croatian ass. What is he? He's Serbian. Serbian. Fuck that. Now same you're being racist. Thing. It's the same. It ain't racist. The same thing. Serbia, no, it isn't. Cro- Croatia, it's Serbia. two different countries. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. They're kind of similar, actually. They are very similar. similar. It's still two it's, different countries. Yeah, That's Croatia, like saying America like, and Canada like is Kuwait. the same thing. They aren't. Well, yeah, I mean. I'm not, it's not racist. I'm just saying what I'm saying about Serbia and Croatia. Fuck that shit. Hmm. Well, that's about all the time we're going to have <laughs> Hold on. We got to do these shots on camera for the, for the Flyers. For the Flyers won, bitch. Then we can, clo- we can close it down. Fine. This is what happens when we do too many shots on the Citywide man, pod. You're, People start you're getting the guy all mad. You're the guy who doesn't have work tomorrow, man. I, I yeah. still got to. I, 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 I get to work from home tomorrow. So I took off on the pot. I said, you know, I can't come in. You text work right yeah, now? Yeah, I said, I can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> you really? I got to fight some Serbian tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a seven foot man. That, yeah, there's a giant man. There's a seven foot Serbian man. Saying some nasty horses. things. So I gotta fight a seven foot Serbian who plays the NBA for the Denver Nuggets at my doorstep tomorrow. All right, one last right, time. One more. One Let's more for the Gipper. Flyer up. Yeah, Flyers. Get it.
closes down. We give you permission. I All give right. you permission. That is just about going to do it for us tonight here, ladies and gentlemen. Please leave us a five-star rating and review every good podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, follow on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Thumbs up this video. Yeah. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. Go Birds.